This podcast is brought to you by AD Banker & Company. They help you meet your insurance continuing education deadline in ways not as boring as you'd think. Go to a live in-person class or choose a webinar, which will come to you. Learn more at adbanker.com. Welcome to Insurance Radio News. We have a very special guest with us today who uh, resides out in Pleasanton, uh, California. Laura, I think I'll have you introduce yourself. Great. Thanks, Dennis. Hi, I'm Laura Caracas, and I'm the Chief Knowledge Officer for ThinkHR. In my job, I work with a team, and we provide expert HR knowledge solutions designed to help people and companies manage their human resources issues within their company. Hey, that sounds interesting. Chief Knowledge Officer. That sounds like a pretty important job. Well, it is the best job in the world, Dennis. I work with a team of incredibly smart human resources and legal professionals, and we are building products and services and talking with our clients in the insurance industry daily to help them make sense of the myriad of HR and insurance business problems and issues that their clients and they themselves and their agencies face daily. Yeah. See, I was looking at uh, your website and your bio before our call this uh, this morning, and I noticed uh, kind of the, the technical description that it says, and I'd like for you to kind of translate this into English for me, and it says that uh, you're responsible for uh, heading up the delivery teams, including the company's elite group of HR experts and team responsible for ongoing aggregation and analysis of HR knowledge. Uh, what does that mean? <laughs> well, what we have discovered is that there is a lot of information out there today for all of us. I mean, you can Google or go online and find just about anything relating to uh, uh, a law, federal law, or a state law that impacts employees or the insurance industry. And what we decided to do was we collected a team of really smart HR people and legal minds to take that all the, the laws and rules and regulations that we all need to comply in our businesses. And we decided what we were going to do is break it down into plain English and come up with good common sense tools and information that employers and brokers can use to manage whatever it is that, in their, that they have in their business from a people perspective they need to manage. And so that's been our goal. And we also realized that sometimes you can find the information, but it's a little hard to um, figure it out. And so we complement that with people who are experienced HR professionals who are, are on the phones or available by email in the moment when our, our subscribers, our customers need it to be able to make sense of it, put it in perspective, or to, to make sure they've got it and uh, provide them with the information they need. Break it all down and pull it together. I noticed that uh, you apparently work with a lot of insurance producers and brokers across the United States, uh, maybe even the globe. What do you uh, find or appreciate most with regard to uh, insurance brokers? Well, for human resources professionals, a great insurance broker is really a lifeline. And so as an HR professional, I would say there's two things that me immediately come to mind when working with brokers that um, 
I appreciated throughout the years in, in my role in heading up human resources functions, the broker's expertise and the service to the company account to help the HR person be able to do a better job of taking care of the employees in the company. Yeah. You know, when uh, I know insurance brokers, uh, obviously the internet and the business practices, things are just changing so rapidly, not only with insurance brokers, but with their customers as well. But when you zero in on when it comes to insurance brokers, what what's really uh, changed in HR that, say, they need to know about uh, in, in, in this day and age uh, right now? All right. Well, I will tell you this, that the best HR people out there know what they don't know, and they're, they're not afraid to admit it and ask for help. And if the, the, the broker has done his or her job and really embedded themselves as the trusted advisor to their clients, they're the first place they're going to go. And I will tell you that the Affordable Care Act along with increased employee-friendly regulations from the various government departments, such as the Department of Labor and the Internal Revenue Service and state legislatures, have really made the HR professional's job so much harder. And a broker who can come in and talk the talk, but more importantly, walk the walk and has resources in his or her back pocket to help that HR the manager out, um, is going to have a friend for life and be able to keep the business and, and count on the renewals and the referrals for sure. You know, now I'm not uh, involved in a day-to-day bro- basis in the insurance retailer broker business, but it would seem to me that if an, if, a, if a producer had an HR solution, that ought to be a way of helping increase the retention, wouldn't it? Oh, absolutely. Um, the brokers, I mean, in, in, in subscriber-based businesses or in businesses where the renewals are important, you do have to find a way to be sticky and uh, so that the the customer can't or the client cannot do without you. And uh, for HR people today, trying to make sense of the Affordable Care Act, trying to make sense of the new wage and hour laws coming down the pike, trying to put it all together and think in terms of total compensation where uh, a big chunk of that compensation is benefits-oriented, it just makes the broker more and more important to the HR professional. And so doing it right, having tools and services that act as a, as a extension of both the broker's uh, office and his or her business, as well as that, that client's HR department, it just pulls it all together. And, and it's, a, it's an automatic renewal. It's too much hassle for the company, the HR department, to unravel it if it's working well. Yeah. You know, what do, um, what do you think uh, some of the biggest challenges for HR pros uh, have that brokers uh, ought to be aware of? Okay. Well, the first thing, and I, I would think that uh, you might think it would be insurance-related, and certainly that's part of it. I mean, the Affordable Care Act, it's now been around for six years, and it really did change the game. But the insurance part of it for an HR person is not today necessarily the, the hardest or the most, uh, the most top of mind. What it's really all about is talent management. 
and it's not just recruiting, but it's employers are struggling because there is the shortage of talent to be able to not just recruit well, but create a compelling employment brand with the right mix of compensation, benefits, professional development and training, interesting work, you know, coaching and mentoring and feedback and all of that. And brokers are coming in today with solutions to help um, human resources departments pull that all together because most human resources departments still work with a shoestring budget. So I would say talent management is one of the biggest challenges that brokers should be aware of HR professionals are facing. And the second one would be this whole managing this more complex compliance environment and also managing the day-to-day personnel administration activities efficiently and effectively so that they're handling their risks and, um, and so that they can focus more on these higher-level human capital things that really do move the business, move the needle on the business. So those two areas, talent management and then managing the compliance and the administrative tasks. And if brokers are sensitive to that and can speak to it and provide some resources and support, it's it's a golden it's a golden opportunity for the brokers to win the business and keep it. Well, that sounds like it. Uh, you know, your company, uh, as I've read a little bit about it, uh, ThinkR uh, has written that good HR is risk management. Uh, can you tell me a little more, elaborate a little more on that perspective? Sure. Business leaders who plan strategically look not only at their opportunities, but also the threats to their businesses and evaluate their strengths and weaknesses against those opportunities and threats. I mean, we've heard that for years in the business um, in the business press. But when you consider that for many businesses, more than 50% of their total expenses for running their business are tied up in their people, whether it's, you know, it's the salaries, it's the benefits, it's training, replacement costs, employment taxes, and liability insurance. So when you think about the whole good HR is risk management, effective human resources management that helps businesses mitigate a large portion of their risks, both financial and human. And you know, if you take it a step further, preventing things like discrimination and harassment through well-developed company policies and practices and supplemented by training and managing performance and paying people properly, all of those things that in, in terms of managing employees fairly and right can also mitigate a lot of risks. You know, it's, uh, you use that word uh, mitigate um, and... Uh... Uh, a lot of our listeners, most of our listeners, are licensed producers and executives across the country. Uh, what advice, uh, specific advice, uh, would you give to those insurance brokers uh, on how uh, they can mitigate their HR issues? Within their own agencies or for their clients, Dennis? Well, for uh, let's just talk about their clients. Okay, well... In my view, Dennis, it all gets down to knowing the client and providing them with the right mix of tools to support their internal HR resources. So even the most well-developed HR functions that might have all the tools, including technical HRIS solutions in place, 
Even those HR functions appreciate the support of having additional compliance resources, a robust training platform, and they might also be interested in offloading some of their more labor-intensive administrative compliance responsibilities. So we find that brokers working with those types of vendors that can suggest alternatives can really go a long way toward mitigating their their clients' HR risk. Yeah, you brought up an interesting point uh, when you ask about their own practice. You know, how would you uh, uh, apply some of that uh, same kind of thinking onto their own practice? Well, that's it. We often forget that we're employers too, and we're so busy trying to take care of our clients. Uh, we um, need to sometimes step back and think about our own our own agencies and our own people who are running around taking care of uh, their customers' needs. And every agency has the same issues. How do I pay properly? How do I bring the right people in the door? How do I avoid any any you know misconduct or or you know claims of unfairness? And how do I handle people who are leaving the business for one way sh- one way shape or form uh, properly and fairly? And and you know a, a good broker who takes care of his own internal staff and so that they're happy and engaged are going to do a far better job taking care of the clients as well. And so we encourage brokers to think of their agencies and their employees first and foremost and then make sure and that will translate into taking care of the clients as well. You know it's such a I know every broker out there probably feels it's such a competitive landscape, uh, they probably feel like there's a competitor behind every tree. Uh, how does uh, understanding the, this HR aspect issue help? How could it help maybe help a broker stand apart or differentiate themselves from their uh, their competition? Well, it's absolutely huge when a broker can demonstrate that he or she has some idea of what it feels like to be uh, standing in their client's shoes. And if whether it's standing and sitting in front of the human resources director in the company or the CFO who's managing the administrative and HR functions. It's, uh, you know, being able to talk the talk, knowing what the hot employment topics are and what it means for that business and staying in front of it and suggesting resources. And it doesn't necessarily mean throwing a product at them or a service or another vendor, but being able to go in with some tools to show that they've done the analysis, that they're thinking about their client, not just from a selling them insurance perspective, but also helping them manage their their people uh, is really key. And so over the last several years, the big hot button has been able to be really on top of the Affordable Care Act and being able to understand not just what that meant in terms of the insurance product that was being sold, but also what it meant in terms of the reporting and and paying the the fees and the proper notifications to employees and all of the things depending upon the employer's size. And I will tell you that today's hot button, and I would encourage, you know, everyone out there to, um, to... learn more about this that's going to impact your clients you know very soon 
is the new Department of Labor regulations as it relates to the change in the salaries test that uh, will either exempt or not exempt an employee from overtime. It doesn't go into effect till December 1st, so we have a few months to get ready for it, and every employer is talking about it because it's going to impact just about every employer in the country. And this is a golden opportunity for uh, brokers to be on top of it and in front of it and showing that they're, more, they're there to do more than just sell insurance to their clients. You know, shifting uh, gears a little bit from the broker themselves to the HR person or the company or the employer, what type of advice uh, would you uh, provide to the company or HR person with regard to adopting technology for these various HR functions? And, you know, what are some of the pitfalls that, uh, that uh, you feel that they ought to be aware of? Well, uh, if they're looking at different technology or different vendor solutions, I would say first and foremost to choose the vendor carefully and do check references. And if it does sound too good to be true, it probably is. And this is one thing that I have learned and even stepped in some of those uh, pitfalls myself is that many HR departments can't afford uh, and may not even need a real robust enterprise-wide technology solution and um, they're grasping at, at you know at life um, lifeboats or life rafts to see what their payroll vendor might offer them what their insurance broker might offer them what other resources might be available out there and there are a lot of you know applications out there today and our strong advice is to take the time to do the research and make sure that if you're looking at a solution that you can plug it in and if it's and it does what it says it's going to do and if you're working with a vendor there is nothing worse and this is also for um, our our advice to our brokers as well there's nothing worse than to select a vendor to work with your clients or in the case of a human resources person to select a vendor to work with their employees and have the vendor overpromise and underdeliver. So do the research. Take the time to talk to people who have implemented the solution and um, make sure that you understand what the problems might be and you know and what the advantages are to that to that particular product. Yeah, I was looking at uh, some of the coursework that you have on your website. Uh, some of them uh, seemed uh, I don't know did you write any of those courses yourself? A few of them, yes, and we also are, are, we try to be smart enough to know that we can't know everything about everything, and so we have aligned ourselves with some very, very good vendors who we trust, and uh, and we vetted very, very carefully uh, to also provide some of uh, the courseware that we offer as well. I noticed you said some that were pretty logical and that you would expect, like diversity and on topics such as uh, coaching and ergonomics and communication, but there were some unusual ones like working safely with benzene, uh, ladder safety. And I was wondering, is there anything more you need to know about ladder other than don't walk under it because it's bad luck or don't fall <laughs> off of it? I mean, is there more detail to it than that? Oh, oh yes, indeed. In fact, we have, we have some very, very specific uh, safety training courses uh, that are really um, 
I guess to those of us who um, have traditional office jobs, they, they, they seem very, very specific. But OSHA has very, very strict requirements in some industries around what you need to know about certain things. And there is a whole art and a science around ladder safety, Dennis, that we could probably talk about for, for hours and uh, bore your listeners to death. But it, it's really, really important to... Um, to make sure that anybody who's operating up in any kind of heights knows exactly what they need to do and how to position them properly so they don't slip. And I'll just leave it at that. Well, that's good. I, I uh, My wife won't let me on a ladder even if I did take a, tra- a safety training course <laughs> for it. So. So, well, you apparently, uh, you sound as if you're passionate about human resources. Did you, when you were a little girl growing up, did you dream of one day getting into a career of HR? Well, uh, no, I, I can honestly say not. But I had the uh, the wonderful fortune when I was in college, actually, to have a part-time job at a local hospital in the human resources department. And that's how I worked my way through school. And uh, I, I ended up uh, majoring in business, and that wasn't necessarily what I originally thought I might do. Um, but circumstances led me there, and it was due largely, in fact, to the personnel director at this uh, at this hospital where I worked, who um, who just uh, was a great career coach. And so I uh, worked my way through school that way, and then had a fabulous internship with General Motors in their training and development department, and that just sealed it for me. And I've been in human resources ever since, and I'd hate to. Uh, tell you how long it has been, other than to say it's over 30 years in the business. Well, I, uh, that sounds that's fabulous. It's uh, a, your your official education. Uh, I, I picked up from your site uh, is that you hold an MBA with honors uh, in HR and organizational development from Golden Gate University. You hold a BS in business administration with honors from the Ohio State University. I understand that's the Ohio State University. Uh, and you have an executive human resource management certification from Stanford. Uh, and you also hold the SPHR certification. What's that stand for? SPHR well, certification. Uh, well, it's akin to well other, other professional groups in accounting, um, for example, with the CPA certification. In human resources, there's a, there's a couple of certifying bodies where you have to have a certain body of knowledge that you're tested on and a certain requisite amount of experience in the industry to, um, to apply and, and sit and hold and keep the certification. And the Human Resources Certification Institute uh, certifies uh, senior professionals in human resources, and that's what the SPHR is. And, then there's another group, the Society for for Human Resources Professionals, or SHRM, that also has a certification process, and I also hold the SCP certification there as well. Yeah. Now, where do you uh, live now, and where did you uh, grow up? Well, I actually grew up in northeastern Ohio in a very, very small to- town right up on Lake Erie in the snow belt in called Ashtabula, and um, for 30, over 30 years of my life, I lived out in the uh, San Francisco Bay Area near the office, and uh, 
and then a few years back um, I had the opportunity to come back east and I I now split my time between my home in Atlanta, Georgia, and San Francisco. I have the best of all worlds, and it's been great being able to be on both coasts uh, because we have clients and uh, customers across the country. Laura, just a couple more questions about you uh, personally and your background. Uh, do you have uh, dogs, or, or what kind of pets do you have? I do, Dennis. I have, and, and they are just the joys of my life. I have two golden retrievers. They're from the same litter, a brother-sister duo named Butch and Babe, and they rule the roost. They are just the happiest, um, most fun-loving dogs. You know, I think HR, our motto is, well, we have a value set, and our value system is all around showing our customers the love and then also we have a, a couple of other values but i will tell you that my two golden retrievers they show the love every day yeah it's uh they uh, they're a kind of dog that does that uh i think uh, we've had some labs as well and uh, boy when you take them out for a walk uh, they want to be friends with just about everybody they pass it's uh yes, and indeed. what about what about your family, and, uh, and, uh, and what age and level of school are they? All right. Well, I do have two sons. Uh, one is through a school, and he's serving in the uh, Navy on a nuclear submarine, and he's currently on deployment somewhere in the Mediterranean. I don't know where, and I'm not sure what he's doing, but I hope he's uh, keeping safe. And my younger son is a senior at the University of Georgia, studying biochemistry and planning to go on for his Ph.D. in pharmacology. Well, Laura, it's been great to have you on the program. Again, for our listeners, if you didn't listen to the front part of our interview, uh, this is uh, our guest today is uh, Laura Karakis, uh, who is the Chief Knowledge Officer of uh, Think HR. And I appreciate the information that you've been able to share with our guest today. Thanks, Dennis. It's been my pleasure. Oh, hi, you're still here. Say, if you are interested in reaching thousands of licensed insurance producers across the country, why not consider sponsoring a guest podcast? If you had sponsored this episode, we would be telling thousands of listeners daily about you and your company. Find our contact information to request prices and availability at insuranceradio.com.